What a... And g'day, and welcome to this week's episode about worry and how to make it work for you. The Cambridge Dictionary states the meaning of the verb worry as to think about problems or unpleasant things that might happen in a way that makes you feel unhappy and frightened. Although the old Bobby McFerrin tune is catchy, don't worry, be happy, it doesn't quite cut it as a mantra about worry. Worry is a natural human emotion, and believe you me, I have the worry lines to prove it. And we have to thank it, as we wouldn't have evolved to our current states if it didn't exist. Worrying plays an important role in our decision-making, emotional intelligence, empathy and leadership skills, and in our attitude. The function of worry is clear, as it brings our attention to the fact that there is something that we should be doing or preparing for or preventing, and it gives us the motivation to take action. For example, if you worry about getting skin cancer from overexposure in the sun, you'll wear sunscreen. If you worry about the dangers mm. of the ocean, you'll swim between the flags. If you worry about an upcoming live performance, you'll rehearse. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> if you worry about exam results, you're going to put in the effort and study. Worry prompts you to take actions that might be inconvenient, but they lead to better outcomes. Worry brings the precautions for certain situations to the forefront of our minds so that we feel we have some control in them. Mm. Even when you don't have control over what's about to happen, worry can serve as an emotional shield. When we brace ourselves for the worst, it can dilute bad news and make good news feel fantastic. We've got a great mate of ours, Wayne, or Poozie to those in the know. One of the funniest and most life-loving people to walk this earth. And he has a terrific mantra. His mantra is, nothing's so bad that it can't get worse. So really think about that for a minute. Nothing so bad that it can't get worse. And if you resonate with this, write it down and let it serve as a poosyism that can help you in his unique, humorous way. It's a great reality checker and puts worries into perspective. Now, of course, there may be that one big thing or a major life crisis where it possibly couldn't be worse. But for the majority of situations, this poosyism applies. What about the other side of worry? So we've talked about the fact that worry has a great purpose in protecting you, but what about when worry becomes a constant and debilitative condition in your life, stopping you from progressing in the direction towards your goals, holding you back from the life that you want and deserve? I love this from Esther Hicks. Worrying is using your imagination to create something you don't want. As we've repeatedly mentioned in other episodes, thoughts are things, units of energy, and the most important thing you will ever hear, we become what we think about. Where we are right now at this point in our lives is the sum result of all of our thoughts. Mitch, you've got a couple of good examples here. Yeah, sure, Jan. We've all known, right, or know of people who are obsessed with their health and living a healthy lifestyle, and then seemingly they just seem to be struck down with cancer or heart disease, right? The problem was their underlying reason for living this healthy lifestyle was their consistent thoughts of worry about cancer or heart disease. So their focus was actually on the disease and not on health. And because this was their dominant worry and thought, it manifested in their lives. And my mum, the beautiful soul that she was, was also one of the world's greatest worriers. She had a master's degree in it. She'd worry about everything. She constantly worried about so many things, in particular about me being hurt or, or injured on my bike or my skateboard or playing sport. 
Now, sure, you know, there's always going to be some little accidents, but they were just minor cuts or scrapes, and this constant worrying was all for nothing. She also had this ever-present fear and worry that if she ever partnered again, something terrible would happen to her brother Kevin. And this drove her to never take on another partner, even when she had some lovely suitors chasing her. And I remember saying to her at one stage, I said, Mum, Kevin's a diabetic, a double amputee with crippling arthritis. You know, what worse could happen to him? I think terrible things have already happened to him. Please be happy, Mum. But she couldn't part with this worry. To back this up, there was research done at MIT, which found out that like, like Teasy, Mick's mum, most of us worry about things that will never happen. 40% actually of total worries never happen. 30% can't be changed no matter what. 12% are needless worries about our health. 10% are just petty miscellaneous worries. Mm. They're probably just made up. Only 8% are real and legitimate worries. So most of the things we worry about never happen or we can't change the outcome anyway. So why worry? Studies have shown that people who worry are a lot less effective than those who don't. They get less work done and they're often far less happy. So how do we get worry to work for us and stop it being debilitative and stop us living to our highest potential? Here are the chrysalis top three tips to turn worry around. Number one, set aside a daily worry window. So work out a suitable time in your day designated to be your worry window where you're allowed to worry and fret over all the things that are troubling you. Set aside some time, make it later in the day so that you can list down the worries that have been presented during the day and set a timer for five to ten minutes. So you write down all the worrying thoughts that you have and writing it down is really cathartic in itself. It lets you look at them Get them out of your headspace and on paper. It helps to put some distance between you and your worries. But I want you to write these down only in pencil. And when the timer goes off, you then erase the worry list, looking at each statement or word for what it is and then rub it out. Do this for a period of 30 days and you will train yourself to adhere to the allotted worry window and you'll be amazed at how much freer this little exercise can make you feel and how much more time you'll have for good thoughts. Number two, Jenny? Number two is one of my favourites, meditate. Mm -hmm. Meditate every day. Make it as, as regular as brushing your teeth. Allow yourself a 10 to 15. How, look, there are even five-minute ones if you're really under time constraints. There are guided medita meditations, hundreds of free guided meditations on YouTube. Find a voice and an ideology that works for you. The benefits from meditation include, and are not limited to, a clearer mind, a better pulse, lower stress, higher inner peace. It's a no-brainer. I really encourage you to get amongst it. And you'll find that the worries that you're having yeah, they do. Meditation's a wonderful thing. And if you go to our website as well, we've also got some free guided meditations on there as well. And the third one is, ask this question, is there anything that I can actually do about this situation right now? If it's yes, then do it. And if it's not, let it be for now and be kind to yourself and repeat steps one and two. Hoping you got some pearls from this session. And in the immortal words of Poozy Bear, remember... Nothing so bad that it can't get worse. Until next time, love and blessings. See ya. 